Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me today is a special guest, head coach of the women's basketball team at LSU, Kim Mulkey. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Matt. Now, last time I had you on, I looked it up. Um, it was December 8th, 2021. So halfway through or through the non-conference season, pretty much of your first year here. Uh, obviously. Um, a lot's changed since then, um, but just how how has your off season been? Uh, what has you know the past few months been like uh, for you and for the staff? I love my summers, so summer never lasts long enough for me. I love to get away and spend time with my family, and uh, I did that. Uh, certainly, with the championship came a lot more responsibilities in the off season, from speaking engagements to making appearances things that you need to do to continue to promote the program. Yeah. And um, obviously now that y'all are starting to get back into it, I want to look a little bit more forward, um, you know, while I, while I have you here today, uh, just what, what have the summer workouts, you know, summer practices, what have all those been like uh, in the preliminary you know, process of getting this team together? Well, I don't have mandatory team workouts. Mm-hmm. The way I have approached it for years is, If you want to be here in the summer, in summer school, we will have individual workouts and we will always have Thomas uh, in the in strength and conditioning will always be available and do things with you. And I think um, a lot of kids stayed, a lot of our players stayed and and worked out. Samaya Smith especially stayed here all summer and 
uh, wanted to be in the weight room. And then uh, we had freshmen come in certain sessions of summer school and had returning players come in. And then we had a lot, a lot of our returning players doing their NIL stuff in the summer. So none of it's mandatory, uh, but it's certainly here if you want it. Um, I have, since school started, been able to work with them a couple of days a week. We will officially start on the uh, 25th which is uh, Monday, and I'm looking forward to it. I think that uh, it's exciting time right now with um, all the newcomers, all the transfers, all the freshmen and the returning players. Um, I know things are hopping around at LSU, and it's a, it's a brand like none other right now, and, um, and we're a part of that. Yeah, um, you mentioned it, just the, the early practices. Obviously, through the, throughout the summer, like you said, it wasn't mandatory, and you had players playing you know, overseas. You had Angel yes. playing over there. Um, I guess we could talk about that a little bit, just Angel playing in, in that major tournament uh, for Team USA. Then you have Haley and Michaela doing their three-on-three. Just how, how valuable are those for them, and uh, just what, what did you see from them over the summer? Well, you're happy for them, first of all. Uh, their talents – allowed them to be selected to those teams. Then because they play at LSU, that puts our name out there, uh, you know, in, in the eyes of, of people that follow women's basketball. Um, Angel will tell you, she, she doesn't like to lose. So I think she struggled with that a little bit, but uh, the main thing was she, I think that might've been her first USA team to actually make, and that's mm -hmm. a big deal for her. Uh, it's a big deal for us at LSU. Haley has been playing three-on-three three for some time now, and uh, she, uh, she hates to lose worse than Angel does. And so she had a, a couple of setbacks, but um, she stayed busy and traveled with all of that. Michaela, after school started, uh, was gone for a week to Hungary, and uh, she won her third MVP title and, and another uh, championship in her three-on-three -three division. And so we're proud of them. I'm glad they're all back here. They're healthy and they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, now that you have the entire team together, like you said, you've been able to run, run a few practices, a couple practices a week. Uh, how have those practices gone, I guess, compared to, you know, year two or, you know, last year for y'all as you continue to, you know, build a foundation? I think the thing that obviously will stand out is talent, mm -hmm. the talent pool and, and, and the, the athletes on that floor are s just so good. Um, we can score a lot of points at all positions. The second thing that will stand out is depth. We have a lot of depth now, and that's what you hope to happen as you build a program. This is our third year, and you hope that you have more talented players. You hope that you have more depth. And uh, if you do that, then you're heading in the right direction. I think those two things will stand out as you watch us practice. Yeah. And last year, you talked a lot about the competition level and the, the hunger that players like Angel and um, all these players had. Obviously, you come off national championship, and we'll talk that, about that a little bit more. But you know, what have you seen in these early practices with in that respect of the competition level and obviously having more talent to push each other and just how that's gone so far? Well, we will talk about that the entire season, because if those returning players are content to have one ring and they're not hungry anymore, then we're going to not fulfill whatever it is we want to do this year. But I will remind you, half of that locker room don't have they don't have a ring. 
And that's why they came here was to play for a national championship and to win one. And so we've got a combination of the returning players who have their ring and those that don't have their ring. But I think competitors, um, they're never satisfied. I've never met a competitor that was satisfied with just winning one ring. They loved how that felt. Um, they want to do it again. And we will talk about that throughout the course of the year. Yes, especially the freshmen, just from, you know, what I've heard and obviously seen of, of them being so competitive, obviously of Michaela, but then uh, really the entire uh, freshman group, I've heard, you know, their competitiveness with each other, obviously. And then, but how does that translate to the upperclassmen that are like, hey, I've, I've been here before. And then you have freshmen coming in saying, all right, well, I'm, I'm right here too, fighting for minutes. Well, I will tell you about this freshman group. First of all, they're outstanding students. Their grades in summer school were just outstanding. That tells you they're going to take care of their business. Um, they're very confident in their abilities. Uh, they're very personable. Uh, they will not be intimidated in any way. Now, they will have more down moments because they have to learn the system and the defensive philosophy and all those things that the upperclassmen already knows. But when you get them out there on the floor, I expect it to be some of the toughest, most competitive practices I've ever had because that's uh, what competitors do. They want to go against each other, and uh, and it, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we can go through um, a little bit of the freshman class real quick. I want to start. I do want to start with Michaela because she's such a unique player and just such an awesome talent. Um, obviously, we knew we knew that coming in. My first question is, does she remind you of anybody you've coached before or, I guess, anybody across uh, the, college, uh, the college game that you've seen uh, just with her talent and ability? I can't just tell you somebody, if you watch her play, that she's going to remind you of. Let me just describe Michaela to you. She is physically already ready for the college game. She has a body that can bang with you. Um, she sees the floor well. If you ask me today where I'm going to play her without having her on the floor every day, I'm going to say a little bit of everywhere, anywhere on the perimeter I can put her mm -hmm. because she can handle the ball and be a point guard. She can play the off guard. She can play the, the power off guard, get in there and get your rebounds. She has that kind of game. And um, I, I can't wait to get her on the floor because she's going to be one that uh, probably not – fair to her but she's gonna to have to learn multiple positions because i'm gonna need her at multiple positions now uh when you think about michaela uh, michaela passes the ball extremely well i've watched her throw bullet passes the length of the floor in high school and um, uh, you know sometimes they don't finish you know they'll catch and, and not finish the the shot but she's got talent around her and i think because she's got all this talent around her it's going to make people recognize how she makes her teammates better she can score the ball but she makes her teammates better by what she does in passing and rebounding uh, and i just can't wait to get on the floor with her every day yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Um, Aaliyah Del Rosario uh, obviously comes in as 6566, um, real presence on the inside for y'all. And it was interesting to me over the offseason, I was obviously add Anissa Morrow uh, to Angel Reese um, and to Maya Smith uh, as kind of those front court ret- um, players. And then Aaliyah Del Rosario, what does she provide y'all that's unique, I guess? as and Obviously, as a freshman, she'll have to learn, but just what does she provide y'all? Well, let me say this about Aaliyah. She also made a USA basketball That's team, right. And yeah. she chose to have her ankle um, kind of go in and clean it up. It was just an old injury, and uh, she came here in the summer and worked. And I want to say she was like on a 12-week uh, rehab program. Uh, that tells you about her commitment to us and to LSU because she didn't want to be behind uh, when she got here. So people forget that she also made a USA team. What you're going to first recognize about her is her size. She b- brings a big presence into the paint. And uh, you can't you can't say enough about people who have size. I think you see finesse. From a big girl, sometimes I tease her and tell her I want her to be a little bit more of a dog at times in the game and not so nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that she wants to please. She wants to do everything right. Her skill level is good, but I think it's just going to go off the charts when she's playing with Angel and Samaya and those guys and every day learn how physical you have to be at this level, how strong you have to be. She's just a joy to cut co- to coach the two days I get them a week. And uh, I just I just can't wait for you to see her development. And uh, she's um, she's I guess she would be the biggest kid we have on the floor uh, as far yeah. as her size. Samaya may be as tall, but I don't know that she you know, Samaya's not yeah. as bulky as Aaliyah. Yeah. And then a player who I think was underrated. Um coming into the classroom, you know, when you're looking at the classes, Angelica Velez at the point guard position, I, I've heard obviously great things. And then you watch her play and it's um, really jumps off the screen how talented and she is and she, how much of a pure point guard she, she can be for y'all. Well, Angelica and Aaliyah are buds. Mm-hmm. They have played together in summer ball and uh, they've been together a long, long time. And I say this about Angelica. She is just a true point guard. She won't be at any other position. That young lady wanted to come play with all the great players uh, at LSU. If you ever sit and just talk to her, you will, you will notice real quickly she wants to be like a sponge and absorb everything she can from coaches, learn from other players. She has a leadership quality and a, a pleasantness about her that makes me think she's going to be a great coach someday. Um, she um, she knows that she's got uh, talent around her, but she's not fearful of it. She embraces it and just wants to be a part of it. And um, what a what a pleasant person to be around and to coach. Yeah, and um, also then Janae Kent, who is a really intriguing wing prospect for y'all. Um, you know, added her early and, she, you know, obviously 
uh, you get her on campus and what six foot six one i think uh long arms just what what have you seen from her so far well she is also one that people were not talking much about yeah which i don't care who you talk about i don't care what your rankings are that means nothing to me the thing I have noticed in the little time that I've been with Janae on the floor, I never got to see her on the perimeter. Every time I watched her play, she was having to play inside. She has a beautiful body that if you just drew up the perfect body for a perimeter wing player, she has that. She has the height, the length, uh, the athleticism. Uh, so watching her, in our workouts has just been a pleasant surprise to me because I didn't really know what to expect from her on the perimeter. She shoots the three ball. Well, uh, we're going to get her to put it on the floor, a couple dribbles and elevate. Um, she just is somebody that um, obviously comes from a pedigree of, of athletes and, and family that, that knows the game. Her mom played at West Virginia, her dad, you know, basically worked her out and brought her up in the gym and, and owns a scouting service and written books. Um, I just, I really, really have been so pleased with Janae's um, perimeter game because I didn't know about it. And it mm -hmm. sure it helps us become a better team. Yeah. And then, I mean, you have the two freshmen, or I'm sorry, the two transfers who are, you know, all Americans and come in and we have talked about them a lot, talked to, you know, Starkey about them on, on this podcast and everything. And so I feel like we have a good understanding of, of kind of the type of players they were at their old stops. But has anything surprised you now that you've gotten to see them work with them a bit and as you kind of get them into to your system? The thing that doesn't surprise you, because they have been in college three years and two years, they have experience. Mm -hmm. And when you see them get on the floor, that experience uh, just shows. Um, it especially shows in pickup when you let them go up and down the floor a little bit. They may not know your philosophy or how exactly you want the footwork done defensively or even your drills, but they know – um, what they're doing out there. Both can score the ball effortlessly. Um, Morrow is an undersized type post player, but it doesn't affect her because she can take you outside and face you up. And uh, I, I just know what I saw of her uh, at DePaul, and I expect even greater things here. Uh, Haley Van Lith, I would, I would probably – challenge when i say this it's going to probably uh make a couple of them say something to me like i don't know about that coach but i'm telling you haley van lith is in the gym constantly late at night early in the morning uh she's just a she's a workaholic and some of the stuff she does on her own heck i need to incorporate those into our practices somebody has taught her work ethic mm -hmm. uh, but I've got several that that love the game like that and and work like that on their own. So uh, we're we're going to be um, an interesting team to see if we can all gel and we can all be on the same page at the right time uh, because the talent is there. Yeah, and along with the talent, it feels like with Anissa and Haley and even Angel between the four and five, it, the, the positional flexibility that you'll have this year in the terms of 
being able to play different players with different combinations and stuff like that. Is that something you've already started to think about and theorize about when looking at this roster? Well, I probably won't really think too much in depth about that until I have them for a couple of weeks every day. I've got basically five ball handlers. I've got, you know, Poa back. I've got KP can handle it. Uh, Velez, Michaela, Haley. I mean, I've got ball handlers. What I've got to figure out is uh, who needs to be on the floor with who at the right time. And it may be a case of um, you don't identify necessarily who your point guard is with certain lineups. Get the ball. Let's go. You fill a lane and, and let's run. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, that will that will take care of itself as you're on the floor uh, for a couple of weeks and, and see what happens. And for, for you personally, um, how was this offseason and this going into this year? It, does it feel any different from the last three titles that you won as far as going into the following season? Or does it feel just where it feel well, you for know, me, mentally? For me personally, I, I, you have to have rest. And I think summer is a time for my coaches, me, and even the players. Um, we need to be away from each other. We need to go do other things. And I think we all do that. And you have to be rejuvenated. You can't start the season um, tired. You have to have energy. And I'm not a spring chicken. I'm, I'm not 35 years old. I, I have to make sure that I take care of myself. I uh, had a couple of health issues in the uh, summer that were unexpected. They're all good to go. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, but I also have to make sure I protect them. This is not the same team that finished the year last year. Some of the same ingredients, but we've got to mix in some new stuff. And um, But the talent is there. The ingredients are there for us to have a really successful year. For sure. Um, only a couple more questions here. I did want to touch on the, the non-conference schedule because uh, last year uh, you joked about it a lot and how people perceived it and everything. This year, uh, you start the year with a Sweet 16 team in Colorado, in Las Vegas, in a game that I absolutely can't wait for. I know that Colorado team is going to be top 25 at least going into the year. Um, then, obviously, Virginia, Virginia Tech, um, UL, uh, and then Southeastern obviously gave you all a game last year, Kent State. So what are your thoughts on, on the, how the non-conference schedule came about this year? Honestly, I don't care what people think about the non-conference schedule. We're national champions. How, how do you criticize somebody? Uh, I've been doing this for 40 years. It, it's not the first time my non-conference schedule has been criticized. It won't be the last. I don't put together a schedule based upon what others think. We do what we think is best for our team. Scheduling is hard. You sometimes have to do things two and three years out now. Scheduling is the second most difficult thing to do after recruiting. I have never, as an assistant coach, done a schedule. Thank goodness. But I certainly give input. Um, I can say yay or nay, ultimately, on what I want to do. But as you build a program, you try to get a little bit tougher non-conference schedule. But it'll never be what the fanatical fans think it should be. But we win. Well, the funny thing is last year, I mean, obviously I was, you know, at every game and stuff. And it was, 
if y'all if if you know if you watched the games you could tell how talented y'all were like it was very obvious to me that there was no, it doesn't matter who you played um it was going to continue to roll through conference play so um and then speaking of conference play uh the SEC last year was obviously the, the most underrated conference um in the country and now this year I look at it and I've written about it and stuff but it's very well a conf- very much a conference that could have six top 25 teams going into the year. I, I think it has seven legitimately uh, good teams, top 30 teams. Um, what do you think about the conference and just how tough it is this year? Well, I think, again, people have their opinions. Uh, certainly, I'm going to always say the conference I play in is the toughest. Uh, but you never know how things pan out. Uh, but I, I enjoy the competition in our league. I think that if you look across the, the scope of women's basketball, the SEC is going to hold its own. Look what we did in the playoffs. Uh, you had two SEC teams in the Final Four, right? That's 50%. Mm-hmm. To me, that speaks volumes. Yeah. Well, I'll get you out of here. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the football team so far? Well, I've been at the games, and mm-hmm. uh, except I wasn't at the Florida State game. I uh, had an opportunity to go, but um, I didn't go. Um, I think we're good. But, you know, if what you did yesterday still looks big to you today, then you haven't done much today. Let what we've done already move on past us, and now we got to get ready for those hogs this weekend. Yep. Well, I'm excited to be at practice on the 25th and uh, listen to your football analogies uh, throughout practice, Coach. Um, I appreciate you for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Coach. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 